world's on fire, our culture's disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Dobbenmeyer. Man, I'm really, I'm really holding back an anointing right now. I'm, I'm really holding it back. I'm trying to sit here. Uh, see, I, I just know, I know it when it's, when it's getting ready to hit me. And I want to make sure that I cover a few things before I get to it. But it's almost, I almost can't do that, right? I almost can't. Don't forget this this weekend. Listen, uh, to some of, some of my friends out there, local guys, I'm going to go to Dayton uh, for this event coming up this Saturday morning, and I'd love for some of you to jump in and ride with me. My plan is to go over on uh, Saturday morning. The event starts at 10. So, I, you know, I'd be leaving here about, I don't know, my home about 8 o'clock and driving over. I can meet some of you guys in Columbus. I can meet you in London, wherever. I take a van load of folks to go with me. It's a men's meeting that Martin's really kind of put together out there. I don't know how many are coming. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know any. But anybody like to go, like to come down and jump in and ride with me, we'll We'll go from probably 10 to about noon, come back home, and we're going to have the rest of the, the um, love for you to be able to join me. I don't know. Can you throw that up here real quick, Spencer? So I'm sorry. It's Jonathan this morning. I think it is. Throw that up. There. No, not that. Oh, let's stay right there, Mento. Look at that. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. That's, uh, that's Coach Dave in a room full of about uh, 200 men this weekend. Men this weekend. I'm going to talk about that. Well, this ought to be going on all across America, right? This ought to be happening all across America. I'm going to get to that in a second. Uh, look, look at that. Is that unbelievable? Is that unbelievable? Uh, by the way, oh, Lord, I'm holding it back, Lord. This was a big game dinner. The guy sitting right here in the, with his back to us is Dave Strittmeyer. He, I've, Dave came out to him at one of the boot camps that I ran. You know, God does things in cycles and circles, right? Dave, Dave came out from nowhere. I, I did a boot camp. A men's boot camp. I, I didn't need to do, I need to do more. I did a men's boot camp 10 years ago, 15 years ago, maybe. And Dave Strittmeyer came, uh, Strittmatter came, came out. Brought his, John, brought his friend John Smith with him. We went down the Hocking Hills, had a men's retreat. He came out. 15, 16 years later, boom. He calls me, says, Coach, can you come out? We're having a, we're having a men's, uh, what well, they call that? A wild game dinner, although it's not wild game. It's New Jersey after all. Though I was amazed at New Jersey, Southern New Jersey is like Ohio. I mean, it really, it really is. He said, "There's going to be a lot of people there. They're going to be, uh, they're going to be some people from guys from our church. But what happens is guys from our church invite other guys." And he said, uh, he "said Coach, most of the room's going to be lost men. To be honest with you, most of them are going to be a lost men." And that man is God. It's powerful. It's powerful. Just let me just let me camp here a minute. I'm believing for this, and I'm believing for this in Dayton, Ohio, this weekend as well. Uh, men don't know the gospel. We've given the men churchianity, churchianity. 
but men don't know the gospel. They don't understand the gospel. They don't understand being saved. They get their church goes. In fact, Betty, that's the way I opened it up. I said, "I'm going. I look. I said, I'm going to. Fit, I'm going to offend a lot of you here, because a lot of you guys think you're saved and you're not. You're just playing church. And some of you guys are just freaking heathens that came here to get some food. And I get it, because I used to be that too. And there are very few of you in here in this room. Very few of you who really understand the gospel and really put the gospel straight in your life. I went at it, man, I went at it hard. Went at it hard. And it was hard for me because I'm speaking to a group of men who are men who are saved, men who are almost saved, men who are sort of saved, and men who aren't saved. How do, you, how do you address a crowd like that? How do you address a crowd like that? Can I tell you something? Even the heathen are pissed off. Even the heathen don't want, as my friend JR would say, even the heathen don't want their son to be homecoming queen. Right? The power that was in that room. Uh, I want you to, I want you to look at that room. I could I could have taken those guys in that room, those 200 men, and all the way home with Michelle when we're coming home. By the way, thanks to Dan and Carol Malone for putting us up. Met some new friends out there. All the way home, I couldn't I couldn't get by the power sitting in that room. Just in that room, right there, the power. And if those guys could make a decision and a determination. Clear out the pussies, sissies. Get the sissies out of there. To find the real men, I don't even care if they're Christians. The real men who love their families, work hard and work double shifts and do all that stuff to be able to buy material things for their wives and their kids because they love them that much. If I could get a hold of a man who has a heart to love his family, just that. We can teach him to love the Lord. We can teach him to love the Lord. But I want you to know this. <clears throat> Anybody out there, pastors that are listening, pastors that are listening right now, I'm, going to, I'm just going to tell you something from the bottom of my heart. Most of what you teach in churches are, is irrelevant to the people. It's irrelevant to where we are. It's all theory and feelings and emotion-based. We are in a freaking war. Amen. Just those men right there. Just those men right there. Boom. Change that community that they live in. Just those men right there. Doesn't take any more than that. Right there, those men. When I was done speaking, I'm not patting myself on the back. When I was done speaking, I had this one old boy come up. And, hey, he wasn't saved. Can I tell you what else? I didn't try to take him down the Romans robe and get road and get him saved. Saved, saved to do what? Saved to do what? Saved to go to heaven? I didn't have. I remember, I'm talking to a mixed crowd. I had this big old burly guy. I wish I could find him in there. Came up to me afterwards. I, I, he wasn't crying, but he had tears in his eyes. His eyes were watering. Big, burly. Ass kicker. You guys know you know men like that? You know men like that? Big burly ass kickers that don't know the Lord, but they're sick of what's going on. You know what he said? He said, I ain't never heard nothing like this in church. 
Hey, Vinny. Boom. Boom. Amen. Amen. I ain't never heard anything like this in church. Tears in his eyes. I got great hope. I took four dozen. Look at those men in there. I took four dozen cross hats, two dozen camos, and two dozen of these. If I'd had 180 of them, they'd all been gone. When that thing was over, they couldn't wait to put on that cross hat. Awesome. You understand I'm not bragging. You, you get it, right? Look, you understand. I'm not going to deny the gifts, and I'm not going to deny the the, the uh, anointing. I'm not bragging. Facts are facts. If I See, it would have to take a little bit of the separation between the sheep and the goats in there, but can I tell you the truth? Some of the goats are more willing to fight than the sheep. Somebody say amen. That'd been amen. A great amen. There's a fighting heart. In Amen. the goat, the fighting heart in the goats, the sheep, <laughs> what's domesticated, the sheep are domesticated. And some of those good old boys in there that just came to eat some raccoon or whatever the hell they came to eat, they heard something that they know in their heart is the truth. It's time to stand up and freaking fight. I've never heard nothing like this in the church. I know I'm under something there. I thank Dan and Carol Malone. I thank Dave Stripmatter for having us out there. Uh, we're doing this Saturday morning again. And I'm convinced that we need to be doing this more places. And can I tell you something? Pastor Clint's out there. I trust Pastor Clint. He's not going to get mad at me. Pastor Tom Gill won't get mad at me. Pastor Clint, why don't I don't? I assume he's in here. I don't even know. I can't. I haven't looked. Are you I'm there, here, Coach? Hey, Clint. Let me ask you something. Why don't want pastors? Why don't pastors want manly men? Why? Why do manly men scare pastors? Or, or do they? Maybe I'm making it up. Pastor Tom, why do manly men scare pastors? Dale's on a cruise. I can't call. I don't know what other pastors are in here. Why do men scare pastors? What do you think, Clint? I really don't know, Coach. I haven't figured it out either. You're breaking up, everybody. You're breaking up. I said, I really don't know. Okay, really, yeah, I, I really don't know. I really, it's it, whether we want to know it or not, folks. There's been a, there's been a, an effeminate spirit that's come over the. It's, it's awful. It's just awful. It, it's not. Uh, I caught myself in the midst of my discussion with the men on Saturday night. I caught myself saying, "Hell and damn." In church. 
I'm speaking men's language, not religious language. You understand? You understand what I'm saying? I sp- I'm speaking the language of men, and I'm sure some of the churchmen were really upset that I would say hell, damn. What other one might I might I might have even used? I'm, I hold your ears. I might have even said ass once. Boom. But see, I wasn't speaking as Reggie said, as as Reggie has often said, I wasn't speaking, I speak in sailor. I'm speaking man language, if you know what I'm talking about. And there are men sitting in the in the room. I'm just guessing now, even right now, because I get the emails. There are people here who want to criticize my use of manly language while Little boys in their town are getting their penises cut off. Somebody say amen. Somebody Ooh. say see, amen. See, we get mad amen. at the wrong stuff. Amen. We get mad at the wrong amen. stuff. Amen. Amen. Hey, I never heard nothing like this in church. That's what, that's what that old boy said. I never heard nothing like this in church. And I'm telling you, There's a wave coming, baby. And those of you who know me know that I've been saying for years that the real pushback, Chad, are you in there, Chad? Chad's in here. He's always in here. That the real pushback, I've said, is not going to come from the church. The real pushback isn't coming from the men in the church. The real pushback's coming from the NASCAR crowd. The guys who don't wet their pants when you say poop and damn and shit. Those guys. Those are the guys who are going to push. The guys who are worried about soft. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I'm, I'm going to show you, okay? I, Isaiah uh, 56. Is that it? Isaiah 56. Israel's watchmen are blind. Pulled up there real quick. Let me get this off my chest. I'd, I'd sit 14 hours in my car with my wife. Isaiah, Israel's watchmen are blind. They're all dumb dogs. Where is it now? Isaiah 50, Isaiah 56, 10. Verse 10, verse 10, verse 10. Mm. Yeah, his watchmen are blind. They're all ignorant. They're all dumb dogs. They cannot bark. They cannot bark. They're dumb dogs. They cannot bark. Who's he talking about? Who's he talking about? His watchmen. His watchmen. The watchmen who are supposed to lead the men are blind. Dogs, they can't bark. Scroll down. Hmm. Come, you. Uh, uh, no, no. King's house. Sitting in King's house. King, scroll down. No, I'm in the wrong place. That's all right. That's all right. I'm moving off of it now. Put that picture back up there. Hey, Jeff Klein. What if you had a school board meeting that looked like that? Where are the men? Where are the men? Okay, I kind of I kind of bled that off. I'm gonna I'm gonna move forward. I got I, I I didn't have enough hats. I came home last night. I had to go online and order more of them. I had to order more of them. 
I want you to think about that. That's just that's just a little note here. No, I won't. I won't go there. I feel good. I feel good. You know why? I know what I I know what I could do with that right there. I know what I could do with that. But here's our problem, as I see it. Part of the problem, as I see it. How do we draw men like that? Because the pastors don't want men like that. They don't want them. Amen. But those men are seeking the truth. Those men, there are men in that room that will, in fact, lay down their lives for their kids, for their neighbor. They will. Amen. See, see, they're not sitting around praying for the rapture. <laughs> Those guys are lost, but they're smart enough to—they're smart enough to see somebody's coming after their kids. They're smart enough to see that they're working double shifts and ain't got any money. They're smart enough to see that, and they're sick of it. But they sure as hell ain't going to church. Man, I ain't never heard nothing like this in the church. I'm all I'm all over today, man. It's all over me, by the way. It's all over me. I heard that, Lord. Get that ready for me, uh, John. Uh, John uh, sixteen. Get it ready. I'm going to read that. I'm uh, just bear with me a second. You know what the Lord showed me? <clears throat> hey, hey, Jonathan, see how quick you are, man. Pull up a picture of an octopus. Yeah, give me a good one with his legs dang. That's Give me that third one over there. See that, boys? Make that big, John. Can you make that bigger? Boys and girls. <laughs> That's what we're dealing with. Boom. Every one of those legs is a problem we're dealing with. Every one of them. Homosexuality, government overreach, uh, lousy education, Hollywood. Every one of them. We can't can't advance the gospel because we're fighting individual tentacles. And the, the devil will tickle us with this one and we'll start fighting this one and he tickles us with this one and we're fighting this one. And this mass, this octopus is stopping us from advancing the kingdom. So what do we have to do? How, how do you kill an octopus? What do you have to do with that octopus? Take out the head. You got to cut that head off, don't you, baby? Calamari. Huh? Calamari, you need cocktail sauce. Calamari, man. Chop it up and eat it, right? And instead, we're playing all, we're spending all of our time worrying about the tentacles. The tentacles are just keep, it's just occupying us. Keeping us from being effective. The freaking tentacles. We got to go for the head. But we don't mix politics and religion here. Our, our pulpit, we give our pulpit sacred here. Yeah, and you're bleeding men. Real men, you're bleeding them. Trans-religious, that's what, trans-Christian. I'm going to write on that. Trans-Christian. That's what we got. Mm. 
Yeah, men who look like Christians, but they, they ain't the real ones. John 16 says, this is Jesus just before he's getting ready to leave. These things I've spoken unto you, <laughs> that you should not be offended. They're going to put you out of the synagogues. They're going to throw you out of your churches. Yeah, time comes that whoever kills you, they're going to think they're doing a good thing. <laughs> oh, they're sniping at me. They think they're doing a good thing, right? Coach Dave, he's crazy. He's so crazy. We got to get, we got to get rid of him, man. Keep no matter what, keep him away from that message, Coach Dave's teaching. Oh my God! Next thing we know, oh. And these things they will do unto you because they they have not known the Father, nor nor me. But these things I've told you that when the time shall come, you will remember that I told you about it. And these things that I said unto you at the beginning, because I was with you, I warned you at the beginning. But now I'm about to get out of here. I'm going to go my way. And I and none of you ask me where are you going. But because I said these things unto you, you're sad. Sorrows filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It's expedient that I go away. If I go away, if I go not away, the comforter will not come. But if I depart, I'm going to send him unto you. And when he comes, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will judge the world. He will reprove the world of sin. See, they tell you, don't judge. Who are you to judge? And Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes, that's what you're going to be doing. He will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment and of sin because they don't know me. They don't believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and you're not going to see me anymore. And of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. Not past tense. Or is, I'm sorry, past tense. Is judged. He's already judged. The prince of this world is judged. Boom. Boom. I have yet many things to say unto you. <laughs> but you cannot bear them now. I, I, look, you got to read this. I'm not going to take time. Because you guys can see. Huh? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. My goodness. I got a lot of good stuff. I, I, I'm going to. Hey, Craig, if you're listening out there, somebody text Craig and tell Craig 10 minutes. Because he's going to connect some dots. He's got to. He's got to get some guy to cover him at work. He has 10 minutes. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I, I ten, I, give me just a few minutes here. I, I made some, I made some, some, sometimes you have to, the reason I want Craig to come in here is because uh, <clears throat> sometimes you need to open up the scrapbook. You guys know what I mean? I got, I got a bunch of old scrapbooks over here. All my, I, I could go open them up and I'd open them up and say, wow, I remember when I did this. Wow, I remember when I did this. Wow, I remember when we did this. Wow, 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 wow. And I was going through the scrapbook in my mind here just before I came down here this morning. Because I keep going back to that picture. Jonathan, take me back to that picture. You say, what picture? That picture. I keep going back to the power of spirit-filled men. I keep going back. I can't get away from it. The scientists call this, and Mark Trump, the scientists call that potential energy. 
Isn't that what they call it, Clay, down there in, in Tennessee? Don't they call that potential energy? That's, that's potential energy right there. And just before I came down here this morning, I began to think about when I went down to start out giving water to Terry Shivo. People thought I was nuts. When we went down, we got Ken Hoven out of jail, and people thought we were nuts. We went to Hillary's house, and people thought we were nuts. We went to Bill Barr's house, people thought we were nuts. We took bread. I took a bread truck. My wife and I jumped in a bread truck and throw, drove a bread truck to Harlem, New York, and handed out bread on the streets of New York. Oh, yeah, we did. Went to gay pride parades. Went to abortion mills. Took my pastor, who was a sissy man, sorry, acted tough as a sissy man, took him to the gay bathhouse in downtown Columbus where we stood outside and raised heaven in the gay bath, outside the gay bathhouse, where we confronted sin. A lot of men ran. Went to Hillary's house. On and on and on and on. And the potential energy I see in that room still will not leave my heart. Some warriors right there. But nobody's ever explained it to them. Nobody's ever challenged them to do anything. And 48 of them left with a hat on. They're just waiting for the call. What's the play, coach? What's the play, coach? But the pastor, and I'm not criticizing him, he lied. I said, man, I can't believe you let me come in and talk to you men. Our, our our pulpits are filled with, they're not wartime men. They're good pastors and God-fearing men and have dedicated their lives to it, but they're not wartime pastors. They're not willing to do what we just read, Jonathan. Pull that scripture back up. Pull that scripture back up again. What, 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 right at the very beginning, he said, what do you say to do right at the very beginning, Jonathan? These things I spoke to you, that you should not be offended. What? They're going to throw you out of your churches. Yeah, time's coming. Whoever killeth you, they're going to think you're doing good things. Huh? But these things I've told you that when time shall come, you may remember that I told you about it. And these things I said not unto you at the beginning because I was with you. But go, you're going to do what? You're going to convict the world of the sin. Go on, verse 7. Verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It's expedient for me to go away. And if I go away, comfort's going to come. I'm going to send him unto you. And when he's come, you're going to reprove the world of sin of righteousness. The sin because they didn't believe on me. Boom, boom, boom. I, I'm, I'm wavering here. I believe we're getting ready to see some fruit. I believe Bill Barr left because we ran him out. I believe Bill Barr resigned because we ran him out. I believe Hillary Clinton is basically dead in politics. Because we cut off the head of the snake when we went to Chappaquiddick, New York. Anybody think I'm crazy? I think the new world order has been greatly damaged because we went and staked the Georgia Guide stuff. That's that's what I that's what I think. Dead on arrival. Amen. Dead on arrival. That's what I think. Yeah. Well, the well the as my friend Ernie Sanders would say, well the prissy pastors sit in their churches and allow sin to envelop us and destroy us. They laugh at us as Chad gets on his horse or wherever and rides clear out there to those mountains and goes up and stakes a mountain. I'm telling you, man, 
Oh, Thanks for the thumbs up, all of you. Send me the booms. And... <clears throat> hey, some of you are going to go to going to go down this weekend with me. I'm going to hear from Craig here in a second. Uh, I'll let a few of you get in there before I bring Craig in. Because look, this is this this is. Hey, look, 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 look. This is um, this is scrapbook morning. That's what today is. This is scrapbook morning. We go back on open and flat and say, wow, remember we did that? Remember we did that? Oh, yeah. Remember when we went to Judge Roy Moore and the Ten Commandments? Oh, yeah, remember that? Oh, yeah. Remember when we went down there with Terry Shire? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, remember when we, oh, yeah. Yeah, this is scrapbook morning for me. Because something really big's coming. Our efforts have not and will not be in vain. But we got to up our game. Are you guys listening to me out there? There are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of men around you ready to step into the battle. But they ain't in church. Sorry. The ones that are in church, for the most part, are domesticated. Is it John Bevere wrote the book Wild at Heart? There's a lot of wild at heart men. I'm going to get some of you in here, but I want to get Clay, I want to get uh, Craig in here because Craig's going to take us down memory lane here a bit. I think it's important that we do that. Go ahead, George. George and then uh, Bobby Lee. Go ahead, George. Hey, tell us a story, not your life story. Go ahead. Here's some kinetic energy for you, Coach. It is the sissification of America provided to you by fluoride in your toothpaste, aluminum in your deodorant, chemtrails, dioxin from your local government, The the church, the world is terrified hey, George, today. Hey, George, oh. let, let, yeah. let me stop you a minute, George. Let me stop you a minute. Because I use all those things, and I'm still ready to kick ass. Okay. The, here's what they're afraid of. An alpha male evangelical Christian that ain't afraid to preach the gospel of the Lord yeah. Jesus Christ. Amen. He's not welcome in church. Mom! He's not welcome in church. He's not welcome in church. Go ahead, Bobby. All right. Well, we all know what the problem is. Uh, the pastors are college trained. Uh, they behaved like women on college campuses. Why would we expect anything different when they get out into their corporate job called the church, right? So they, these current pastors that we placed there for across the last 50 years, they need to go. They have to be dismissed, walk to the door. We need real men of God with courage leading, leading the, the, well, Bobby, the that's, sheep. That's a point now, I'm making. I believe the men called in. God bless the men who stand in the pulpit. But the Lord is, it's like a new coach has come into town. And the, one of the things a new coach does is he gets rid of some players and brings some new ones in. That's, what, that's what's going on. It's happening, right? It's happening, right? That, that, that's it. I want to make one other point. Every day, every day I'm speaking to, to 40 men. Some of them, listen, a lot of these men I'm, I'm speaking with know the Bible. They, most of them came from the church. They know the Word of God more than, than most of the pastors of the steeples that I'm seeing right now as I'm driving, right? So we got a nation full, we got a mass nation full of drug and alcohol addicted Christians that know the Word of God, that, are st- that have been saved, that are probably still saved, that have been kicked out, dismissed, and walked away from the church. And nobody wants to talk about that. Matter of fact, most people don't even know it. And the words that I'm speaking sound strange. Now, what are we going to do with that? These these, these are your men that I'm dealing with every day. Can you explain to me why there in New Jersey they would have a wild game dinner and men would come? Well, this is, okay, yeah, true. Listen, some of the stuff that – 
listen, you, as Ohio Brett would say, the coaching tree. All right. So I, I accept being a part of your coaching tree because the words that I use and the way I phrase things together, uh, much of the time, most of the time, the way his voice and play, I mean, I, it sounds like you that I'm, that I'm passing on the storyline of education to these men and the eyes, you should see the eyes and that they're all, they're embraced upon what they're hearing. They've never heard anything like it before. It's, it's a, it's a man telling man's truth to other men and they don't get that in the church. Amen. Amen. So, so I'm asking, I'm, I'm just looking at names here. I see guys. And so don't take this personally. Oh, I heard that Lord. Oh yes. You know what the Holy Spirit just said to me? You just saw it happen. In fact, sports guys will understand this. Injured reserve. It's called IR. A guy on a football team who gets hurt and is not able to perform goes on the IR list, the injured reserve list. You hearing me, Clint? You hearing me, Clint? The world's full of injured reserved Christians. They're on the injured reserve list. They're warriors at heart, but they've been beat down and wounded, and they are incapable of playing. You got to go after those boys. You got to go after those boys. And I'm challenging some of you out there today round up 100 men, get them in a room. Let's go get them. Hey, do you hear what I said? Round up 100 men. Get them in a room and let's go get them. Look at that. I'm going to tell you something. Those boys had no idea what they were walking into. <laughs> all they knew is they're getting some wild game. <laughs> that's, that's all they knew. Huh? Oh, my goodness, my goodness. Angie, go ahead. Good morning. You know, for about a little over a decade, I sat in mainstream church, and we had a really awesome um, adult Bible fellowship group was led by um, some very good Christian men. They were they were dedicated. They were they had all the right things. They spoke the right things. I mean, they were very politically minded. Um, complained about a lot about what was happening during the Obama era. Talked about what was going on with the the uh, the pussification of men per se. Um, but it, in the end, when Lancaster had their very first quote unquote gay pride event, I only got one man and his wife to go down there and be a voice for Christ. And in the end, they would not show up. They wouldn't even, do it. Now, even the pastors, right, Angie? Even the pastors. Exactly. They talk about getting people saved, and they won't go to where the lost people are. Exactly. They were not. These are men that were even on our security team. They They carried guns. They were on the security team. They were they were they thought they were big burly men. But listen to me. I think if if something would have happened, if, if somebody would have come in to to challenge them with something, I think some of them would have just peeled over because they're weak men. They cannot function, and a lot of it is because they don't know what to do and they don't know how to do it. But some of them, only one guy still is involved in my community organizing group down in Fairfield County. There's only one that came out of that classroom and actually goes to government meetings and actually is a voice and actually goes and does stuff. Hey, one, could you, one could, you take, could you take those men right there to a meeting and have some impact? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. You know, and those are burly-looking men, Coach. I I zoomed in on some of those, and those are some really burly-looking men. But we don't have – when you have pastors, and I'm going to say this because I I have watched one of my dearest friends was a full-time nurse. Um, Her husband was in full-time ministry or Pentecostal. They were full-time ministry. She is the one that was the breadwinner and carried the load. Not him. He was in full-time ministry. He couldn't be expected to work a job. And I'm thinking to myself, that's not how the original church was. Yes, people, men had their churches, but they also worked to support their family. And they don't do that anymore. They send their women off to do the work, and they're in their, in their, in their rooms praying about what the next sermon is going to be. Meanwhile, she's out there working, you know, 40, 50 hours a week trying to provide for their family. I mean, it's, it's insanity. Men are not men anymore, and it's very, very frustrating. And I think, what, you know, they're not teaching their sons. They don't know how to be a man. They're not teaching their sons how to be men, and it's generational. We're going to go get them off of the injured reserve list. That's what we do. We're going to get them off of the injured reserve list and back into the game. All right. That's what we're going to do. That's, 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 that's my goal. That's where I am. Come on in, Betty Perkins. Good morning. I'm glad you had a great event. I was just thinking, you know, you guys are. By the way, Betty, your fuzz buster saved me three times. Go ahead. (laughs) He thinks you're welcome. But anyway, you're having that event over there at Dayton. And, you know, if it was called Hunters for the Truth or for God, you need to change it for Hunters of the Wildlife because it would be amazing how the outcome is when it comes to hunting and guns. Hey, hey, folks, uh, Betty, that's it. Folks, listen, listen to me. Are you listening to me? Right, tell me you're listening to me, right? The average guy ain't coming to men's, he ain't coming. <laughs> he ain't coming because he doesn't understand the gospel. And again, that's part of the problem I have. I had to explain to them the real gospel, what it means to be saved, what that means. I had to explain that to three quarters of them, maybe 80%, of, maybe 90% of them don't really understand the gospel. I had to do that first before I could get to their heart. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. There ain't one of those guys there, not one of those guys that wants to accept transgenderism and homosex in their schools. I promise hmm. you. I promise you. Keith. Archery and gun clubs, man. That's one of the last vestiges. Yeah. It's masculine. It's manly. They called it a wild game dinner. They didn't know I was going to be the wild game. That's what it was. <laughs> right? Well, yeah. That was awesome. Uh, uh. Listen, some of you out there right now, you can get 100 men. Get 100 men in the room, and we'll, we'll work for something. Get 100 men. Ch- chances are it's not going to happen in a church because a pastor doesn't want 100 strong men. They say they do. They want 100 compliant men. Can yeah. somebody say amen? Somebody say amen. Huh? Oh yeah, yeah. They want a hundred. Amen. Amen. Yeah, men will just come and uh, do whatever. They'll clean the parking lot for them. They'll be ushers and they'll be nice. That's, they want those men. That's what they meant. Because if they had strong men who actually wanted to go fight the devil, then that means the pastor would have to go. Mm-hmm. He, he can't because he doesn't have any pants. He wears skirts. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, hey, pastors. I hope I'm pissing you off. I'm telling you the truth. The fields are white. Amen. You're appealing to women. The fields are white and you're appealing to women. I'm hey, I'm tempted to start a church. Double J, come on in. Morning, coach. 
when Angie was talking, you know, what word came to me or what phrase? Head games. The enemy loves to play head games with us. The octopus, man. It's the octopus, right? Hmm. Playing head games, poking you from 15 different directions. We live it, don't we? Come on in, Reggie. Don't talk sailor today, Reggie. I won't. <laughs> I have to say this because I've watched it for years. It's the women. The women are to blame for the pussification of these men. I Back, um, Dennis can testify to this. We had, when we were Roman Catholic, going to a staunch Roman Catholic Latin church, we had an issue with a family there. The whole entire church had an issue with the family. And um, our our family, our children had a problem. So I had to, nobody would do anything. So my husband was shipped off. So I stood up and I I had to. I just basically, we had three priests and they wouldn't do anything. I had to do it. And what happened by me calling out those priests and all those men and telling them, get off your asses, get out there and be men, get rid of these people. They're causing issues in this church. They finally got up because a woman stood up to push them out of their seats. But most of those women keep saying, go be the money collector, go be the usher. They want these women control these churches. And I wasn't controlling it. I was trying to kick these men out there and they did it. These women need to quit. Amen. Well, the men got to stand up. (laughs) The men got to stand up. Uh, I I went over and hugged my wife this morning. Mm -hmm. Much I love her and how strong she is. And thanks for standing with me. And I said, honey, here's what you don't realize. You win every day. You win against fear. You fight things every day. And you get up the next day and you go at it again. And you don't even realize you won the day before. Get rid of this defeatist mentality. You won yesterday. You'll win today. Hallelujah. Quit looking at yourself as defeated. You won. You overcame it. Go tomorrow. Go. Go! Man, oh man. I'm, I got to get Craig in here soon. Paul, go then, Patriot. So, hey, tell us the story, not your life story. Go ahead. Hey, Coach. Yeah, a little concept. It's called Sigma Male. Um, <laughs> it's a uh, non, well, it's a dominant like Alpha, except they do their own thing. It's kind of like what you said before stay in your own lane, Coach. Yeah. Um, yep. You're definitely the Sigma. Uh, these guys are a little confused. They all want to belong to the alpha group. They don't want to belong to the beta group. Do your own thing. It's easy. Alpha Christianity. Alpha Christianity, baby. Beta, beta ain't going to win. Beta ain't going to win. You think beta, you think sissified Christianity? Jesus loves you, brother. I'm praying for you, brother. You think that's going to carry the day? Do you really? <laughs> Have you looked at the enemy? Have you seen how vicious the enemy is? <laughs> The hell's wrong with us. I'm sorry. I, there, I said that word again. I repent for anybody I offended. Well, Coach, you can't be a Christian and talk like that. Really? How come you're a Christian and don't do a damn thing except sit on your ass? Exactly. Um, I'm, I'm bad boy. Let's see. Kevin. Coach, some of the best finds in the world come out of the scratch and dent pile. Go through the Old Testament and the New Testament. God always seemed to go to the scratch and dent pile to pick men out. Stop looking for perfect people, man. Amen. 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 John the Baptist, of all those ever been born unto a woman, 
he was a harsh dude, man. He was a straight talking, harsh talking dude. Jesus, that's the greatest man ever born under a woman. Had a boy. boy. He had it right. Out of, what pile, out of what pile did he say? Scratch and what? What scratch, pile? The scratch and dent pile. Scratch oh, and scratch dent. dent. Oh, gotcha. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Where you take the items that got scratched and dent, and you put them on clearance because nobody. Those else are your men. Gotcha, those gotcha. are your men. Yep, that, those are your men. Mary Jane or Jeff? Jeff, go ahead. I don't oh, think Jeff, Jeff, have, have Jonathan scan back over that photo again of the men. He scanned it and went across there when he blew it up. Yeah. Here's what I seen when he scanned that, and I hope you rousted them men. I hope and pray you did. Uh-huh. But look back through there. This is look at some of them. They're leaning back in their chairs, laid back. That's what we do in the church. Just comfortable sitting there. Then look up on the wall. You got a warrior up on that wall with a sword. It's like you got to put a sword in their hand. Hey, Jeff, let me tell you something. They want to be brave. They want to be brave. Oh, yeah. There's the warrior. They want to be brave. They don't want to be sissies. In fact, a lot of them aren't going to go to church because they don't want to be a sissy. Joe Allen. But the truth, yep. Joe. There's something to say about a working pastor. I won't even attend a church that a pastor don't work. Sits by let a woman work for him. Where's the anger at? Where's the anger? Where's the anger? Clay. Yeah, you know how they, they let the kids get up out of church and go to children's church. Yeah. Uh. They need to have they need to have it where the men get up and go to men's church and have Coach Dave in that room over there. Uh-huh. Well, Clay, I asked my wife this one. I asked it. My, my, I'm coming home from because uh, look, I don't want to step on toes, but I do it for a living, right? So um, I said uh, where we were yesterday. Uh, I said to uh, Dan. I said, uh, when's church start? He says, well, we have adult Bible study at nine, and then we have uh, church at 10. And and I didn't say anything to him, but I said to my wife on the way home, why do you have adult Bible study at nine and then church at 10? Is it church adult Bible study? <laughs> Isn't that somebody help me out here, right? I'm not, Dan, I'm not being critical of Dan. It's in every church in America. Sunday school, adult Sunday school, and then an hour service. Well, Coach, the ones that the ones that uh, would be coming to your church are the ones that would be listening to Hank Williams Jr. You know, Country Boy Can't Survive you know, instead, of listening, instead of listening yes. to that garbage that they're playing in these churches. That's right. That's right. That's right. Onward, Christian soldiers, stand up, stand up for Jesus. That's uh, that's how we're going to win this war, baby. Myra, come on in. Then Julie, and then nobody else, because I got to. I get Weaver in here. Then I got to get. I got to get Craig in here. So, so after Roger Weaver, no more hands. Go, Myra. Coach, in regard to the men with cross, with hat, um, hats with cross, Revelation twelve, eleven, thirteen, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. Therefore, rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and to and of the sea, for the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. And when the dragon saw 
that he was cast out into the earth, he persecuted the women which brought forth the man-child. Hallelujah. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb, the word of their testimony, and the rapture of the church. We'll just get out of here. You don't have to say amen. I just hit somebody right in the teeth. Come on in, Julie. Amen, Coach. Great show. Um, God's raising um, men, mighty men of valor in this time. Amen. I, that's what I'm saying. Fill a room. All of you out there, fill a room. Let's call them. Let's go get those on the injured reserve list. They're the players. Let's go get them. They're not in church. They ain't coming to church. Amen. They're sick of what's going on. Get, get them in a room and temper them with the Holy Spirit of God and direct them. Amen. Roger. You ready, Craig? Dave, Coming your way. Go, Rod. Real quick, uh, the studies show that if you if you hook a man, ninety to ninety-five percent of the time, his entire family will get saved or come to church. If you hook the woman, the studies show it's about twenty-eight percent. Uh huh. And if you hook the kid in preschool, it's like twelve percent. Hmm. So the information clearly shows. That as the man rolls, so does his family. And I think that's one thing that we could highlight more as we're trying to get you into places. That's how what the studies say. Hook the man, you get the family. Amen, 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 amen. I went at the men hard the other night, Roger. I went at them hard, man. Wow. New question's been posted. Yeah, give it to me, new question. Uh, what was I, I had a I had a powerful point I was going to make. Don't remember what it was. Craig, you out there? Stay with me. This 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 plays in. This plays in. Craig's going to give us a little bit of a scrapbook book view here of where where we are and where we've been. Are you there, Craig? Yeah, Coach, I'm here. Go ahead, man. Floor is yours. Okay, Coach. Well, by, by the by the way, Craig, I I I copied. Uh, Jonathan, on that email you sent me, if you want to refer to that, I can get it up there for you. Yeah, you can you can share that with folks, there, Coach. Okay, it's on you know, the screen now. It's on the screen now. Well, you know, Coach, there there is a big wave coming. All right, all right. If if you don't have that spiritual discernment that we're in a clash of two kingdoms, you know, I would argue we're in the end times. But put that beside the point. There is no middle ground. There, there. You know the. The Bible says there's enemy, enemy, enemy between the seed, right? There, there's no resolve, right? You can't, you can't resolve what's going on. It's a good one's going to win and one's going to lose. We're not going to so, compromise our way out of this mess, Craig. We're not going to get out of here through compromise. That's right, Coach. And if if you've ever been out there in a little boogie board or whatever, and you see these waves, you're like, wow, this one's too big. I'm going to go through it. I'm going to punch through it because if I go along for the ride, it's going to turn me upside down. I'm going to get all burned up with sand, right? So you got to realize you better go. It's coming. You better head it straight on. So anyways, coach, what the other day I was listening because, you know, this Asbury, you know, revival thing, you know, I, I feel that this is the Lord working and I'm like, Lord, you know, this is what everybody's calling for. This is, and we go back to what we did at Gettysburg, you know, uh, globally, everybody wants revival, right? 
as I was listening to it, I could tell the hearts of these, the, the, the Holy Spirit is present there. But the thing is, part of it, we talked about, you know, repentance. What are we repenting for? I mean, can we even come to an agreement of what we should repent? That's why I think the things that we did at Gettysburg is, is significant because we came up with six things that we should be repenting for. <laughs> you know, we, scroll, scroll down the list if you can there, Jonathan. Six things we should repent for. Keep going. Keep going. Keep right. Going. So what you know, I was listening to listening to these uh, these students. You know, and and what's interesting, I'm I'm just kind of looking at this from a stand, but I'm just kind of looking at it as an overview. I'm like, isn't it interesting that it didn't come from the faculty. <laughs> it came from the kids. And then I'm thinking, these are the kids from 2001, Coach. They're just about ready to finish out their college. And I think, like, they've been glazed over their eyes from Hollywood to social media to Nintendo games to all this type of stuff. And I was like, is the Lord giving them, like, laser vision? Like, when you have glaucoma, you know, you go in, you're like, oh, my God. It's not foggy anymore. Is he opening up the spirit to do that? And I believe that he is. I think this is a great thing that we can say, wow, this is a potential source for past assault. You know, not only teach the old dogs, but get the old dogs and the new dogs in together, right? Teach them how to teach them how to bite, right? Isn't that what you say? So uh, they said something very interesting in that that this Thursday that was the 200th anniversary of something that happened in 1823. And I'll just read it to you. Uh, a gentleman named Henry C. Fisher wrote a handbook on revivals. And it says, it gives an account of an ongoing success of a special day of prayer. He says, in the year of 1823, on the last Thursday of February, each year was agreed upon as a day of special supplication that God would allow to pour out his high spirit on our colleges and our seminaries. Boy, we could sure use that again. Sure could. And, <laughs> and what have been the results? In 1824 and 1825, revivals were experienced in five different colleges in 1826. Okay. So just going back and looking at, wow, what you know, what have we been doing, you know, at the Pass Assault Ministries? We've been passing the salt for a long time. And I said, wow, isn't that interesting? Of course, you know how I am with intricate dates and numbers. I was like, well. The proclamation of 1861 was the last Thursday of September in 1861. And I called you and I said, well, no, Coach, you're welcome to come along, but I'm going up to Gettysburg on the day the proclamation is. And it was a day of humiliation, prayer, and repentance. I mean, President Lincoln laid out what we were supposed to be repenting and, and humiliation for because we're in civil war. I thought, wow. And we did that. Forty of us did that. And I don't think it's by uncoincidence that you guys went up and salted the waters on the 23rd of February, which was the last February or was the last Thursday in February, 200 years ago, coach, 200 years ago to the day that this was a prayer in our nation over the colleges and seminaries. And I think what we were doing in Gettysburg has helped. We weren't, the only people to do it that would be prideful and arrogant but you know coach you've seen this before at the very goal line you see the guy gets the running ball and he's like runs into this big thing and then some big burly guy picks him up and throws him over the goal line no 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 yep or he squirts out to the side squirts out to the side yep yep i think i think i don't know what we did but i know one thing 
I know there were 40 of us on Monday, September 26th, on the 161-year anniversary of Proclamation 85, praying over our nation that the Holy Spirit would come and move upon the land, and 40 of us prayed in agreement over it. I know where I was on Monday, September 26, 2022, at the Peace Monument of Gettysburg. And it's documented, and it's on film for people to see. My, they call those uh, uh, markers, right, Craig? They're mark. If we'll look back, scrapbook, baby. Look in the scrapbook. And you'll see that we are advancing the ball. That, that, I guess, if it's anything, that's what it's about here. So I'm sitting here right now, and I'm, I'm looking up at the names. People want to get their hands in here. Hey, hey, Roger Weaver. Hey, Roger. And, and uh, Glenn. And Dennis. And where's the 500-man rally here in Ohio? Where, who's going to put it on? Hey, Rog, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go out. How much money we got to go raise? Let's go out and raise some money and let's get a 500 men and let's go at them. Anybody with me? This is what we have to do. This is Amen. what we have to do, fellas. What we have to do. They're out there. They're out there. They're hunting deer. They're skinning rabbits. That's it. That's all. Not in church. Not let's do it. No. Those who wear soft clothing, they're in men's, they're in king's houses. Pastors are soft. They're soft, soft. We got to go around them. Got to go around them. They're doing all they can do. Remember, don't bite as a puppy. They don't bite as a dog. They were peacetime pastors. They don't know how to fight. Clint, come on in. Hey, Clint, I hope you're not pissed at me, although I don't care. Come on in. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I I like what you what y'all we've done this morning, um, talking about scrapbooks and stuff. You know. Um, in Second Peter, uh, the, uh, Peter writes this second epistle. He says, "I write to you to stir up your minds by way of remembrance." You know, it's good to look back and see what God has done and how God has used you. And uh, so, I think you know today is, is yes. very, very healthy. Amen. 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 Hey, hey, hey Coach. Yeah. Could Spencer open the chat? Because I want to put something in that you could uh, put up yes. for a second. Yes, please do. Please do. Right. It's open. Amen. So, look, uh, well, the church I went to this weekend, their pastor died. Mm. And so they get this new young pastor in there. So we have a new young pastor trying to pastor an old congregation. You with me, folks? Can you imagine what that's like? Huh? So when I was a football coach and I changed jobs three different times, I went in. The first thing I had to do was, whoa. Hey, Coach, could you present what we put in the chat? Well, my, I says here I lost my connection. Can you guys still hear me? My my screen went dead. Can you still can you hear, hear me? Yes. Okay, yeah, we can, can you hear see me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, mine says you lost your connection. Try to reconnect, right? My, so mine did, too. The first thing I did when I became a new guy, I get, came in and got rid of some things. Found who the real players were. Move forward with the real players. That's what we have to do. That's what we have to do. I'm all discombobulated because my screen just went dark on me. So okay, it's, Craig, it probably has to. Do? Yeah. Jonathan, do whatever Craig says to do. Right, and do that. Coach, it's probably because what we're putting up here. So this is what's great about what's going on in the, the Methodist, right? Asbury, right? Yep. Now yep. those kids have got to go up to the leadership 
and talk about this thing here. It says that this is from 2020. It says the Methodist church is split over same-sex marriage and explain. There we go. Okay. So out of this revival, the truth needs to be come. This is, there's a clashing of two kingdoms. And I love what this says. It says there are big changes coming to the spiritual home with George Bush, Dick Cheney, Hillary Clinton, Elizabeth Warren. If that doesn't make the hair on the back of your neck stand up, I don't know what it what does. And it just goes in and talks about how the United Methodist Church, second largest uh, denomination in the U.S., announced Friday a proposal to split after years of dispute on LGB. Why are we having a why? Why is that a conversation? Do, do they do they not know that? This is why. I say, Let's go get them. Boom. Oklahoma, Michigan, Ohio, Tennessee. Get 100 men. Let's start with 100 men. Let's coach them up. Let's train them up. Boom. That's what I want. Thanks. I don't know what happened. If you guys are still watching, I don't know what happened. This happens on Friday on all the time. We can blame the devil. It ain't the devil. It's technology. <laughs> technology. Whatever. Same thing. Yeah, it is. It is the same thing. Are we still screaming, John? (laughs) Well, hey, see you all tomorrow. God bless you. See you tomorrow.